Hello, good morning, happy Monday. It's flannel season, y'all. It's flannel season. Happy you are all here. Thank you for joining me on this, on this, a Monday. Thank you, Allison, for becoming a new member here on YouTube. You love to see it. Thank you for your support. Cat is snoring. Moira is uh, has been banished from the room because she was starting to wrestle with Bubbles, my cat. Can't have that live on the air, so they have both been banished. Hello, happy spoopy season. Glad you've made it. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Hello. Happy Monday. If you're new here, my name is Leija. I'm a real-life lawyer on a mission to demystify the law and how it affects your everyday life. I'm not a journalist. I'm not unbiased. I'm just your friend who's a lawyer who loves to read the news and chat about it. Basically, I read the news so you don't have to, but you probably still should. Okay? Mm, super chats and super stickers are enabled if you're on the YouTubes. Please give this a big thumbs up to help with the algorithm. Gaz, anything you give helps to support this channel. Continuing on in this way, bringing you this type of content. So I hope you will join us here or on Patreon or in any other way. Thank you for being here. Let's jump in. As you saw, I'm going to be going over... Some of the the big the big boys, the big boys at the Supreme Court. So why don't we jump right in, shall we? Okay. Today's the first day of the Supreme Court's new term. Kataji Brown Jackson is the newest justice. She's the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. She replaced uh, retired Justice Breyer, who so she doesn't change the political leanings of the court in any way. It is still a 6-3 conservative-leaning court. I'm going to go over uh, five of the biggest Supreme Court cases that are going to be heard this quarter. I'm not going to get into the gritty detail of each one of them. I'm going to do that on the day of their scheduled oral arguments so that it's like fresh in your mind when it's fresh in the news. You know what I mean? So we're just going to give a brief overview today of of the big boys. All right. Um, I'm going to take us over to this website because I think it's important that the general public knows that it exists. It's called Oye, O-Y-E-Z, Oye.org. It's like everything you could ever want to know about any Supreme Court case ever and every single justice. And they have a backlog of all of the oral argument recordings that have ever existed. It's a great resource. Highly recommend my constitutional law professor recommended it to us, and now I pass it on to you. I pass it on to you. Okay? And of course, the ones, the five that I'm going to go over today, they're not the only five that are important. If it's made it up to the Supreme Court, it's probably important. So if I miss something, don't be mean to me about it. I have a listicle, and I only have five, okay? We're doing our best here. <clears throat> and, and these five could be very consequential given the current political leanings of this court. A reminder to never believe a judge when they say they're unbiased. Okay? All right. First up, students for fair admissions. Hold on, let me find it. Bada bing. So this is, this is the list of cases this term, and it's in alphabetical order. We've got two here. 
Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard and Students for Fair Admissions versus the University of California. Both of these cases have been consolidated and will be heard on Halloween, October 31st. And both cases are ones in which the court will decide whether to overrule its decision in Grutter v. Bollinger, Grutter v. Bollinger, and hold that institutions of higher education, colleges, cannot use race as a factor in admissions. So we're talking affirmative action here, okay? Grutter v. Bollinger held that using race as a factor in a holistic approach to admissions processes, fine, not unconstitutional, totally valid. It just can't be a quota. Like you can't say this percentage of students will be black this year. It has to be based on a holistic view of the student, but race can be taken into consideration. Again, that is on Halloween day. All right, moving on to Merrill v. Milligan. This one is going to be argued tomorrow. So I'm going to be going into depth on what this is about tomorrow during live. In this case, the court will decide whether Alabama's 2021 redistricting plan for its seven seats in the U.S. House of Representatives violates Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. So we're talking gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. A lower court said that the gerrymandering diluted the voice of Black voters. Will the Supreme Court agree? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Next we have Halland v. Brackeen. This is going to be argued on November 9th. In this case, the court will review the constitutionality of the Indian Child Welfare Act. This one hinges on whether the prohibitions in the act, which make it difficult for non-Native people to adopt Native children, whether those safeguards are racially motivated and therefore need to be reviewed for their constitutionality. This was complicated. We'll talk about it on November 9th when oral, when oral arguments come up. All right. Next on the list, Moore v. Harper. Moore v. Harper. This one will be argued sometime after November. They have only set the schedule for October and November arguments so far. I believe the court takes a recess and then they'll set arguments again for after that recess. By the way, if you are looking to try to find the Supreme Court calendar, you can do so at the Supreme Court website. Very easy. Okay, and that'll lay out all of this for you. In Moore v. Harper, the court will resolve the dispute over the independent state legislature or ISL theory, which is that only a state legislature has the power to regulate federal elections, notwithstanding state courts or constitutional constraints. So the idea is that state legislatures can trump the federal government in certain situations. You'll notice Oye tends to be extremely nonpartisan, but even the wording in the description of this case indicates how absolutely fucking ridiculous the independent state legislature theory is. Notwithstanding state courts or constitutional constraints. Basically saying people think that they, state legislatures should be able to regulate federal elections no matter what the constitution says about it. <laughs> It makes no sense. And it's a scary proposition. 
because this would allow states to kind of overhaul how they run their elections. We're talking voting rights. We're talking electoral college. We're talking the ability to elect people like Trump in the future. Okay. Okay. Last one. 303 Creative LLC versus Alinus. It's not scheduled yet either. This is another case of someone whining about providing wedding-related services to gay couples. This lady makes websites, but she doesn't want to make them for gay weddings. If this sounds similar to the Colorado cake lawsuit, it is. The problem with that one is that when the court heard it back in 2018, they made a ruling based on technicalities and procedural issues, not based on the substantive issue of whether it's a violation of their First Amendment rights to have to serve the gays. Okay, so this might might have to do with this. Again, a lot of these rulings, the Supreme Court can take a broader view like they did, for example, when they overruled Roe v. Wade last term and say, we're overruling all of this precedent. Or they can take a more narrow view and say, like, this very specific question in this very specific case, we are ruling in this way, but it doesn't overturn precedent. <clears throat> we'll see. But this does give them the opportunity to say that as a blanket rule, people can claim that their First First Amendment free speech exercise is being violated when they're forced to serve the gays, the gay agenda. In a new poll, 58% of Americans disapprove of the job the Supreme Court is doing. It's a Gallup poll. That's the highest disapproval rating since the questions started being asked in 2000. And only 47% of Americans say that they had a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the federal judicial branch as a whole, which is the lowest approval rating since that question was first asked in 1972, and a full 20 points lower than just two years ago. Interestingly, it was Republicans who generally approved of the work of the Supreme Court and the federal judiciary. Partially, that makes sense because they've been leaning more Republican, the, the judiciary is. Um, but partially, like, I feel like Republicans distrust every element of government. So I thought that was an interesting little factoid. Okay, another interesting factoid. You can listen to Supreme Court oral arguments live. They have one starting in 20 minutes. This is 10 a.m. Eastern time. Today on the docket, if you if you want, you go to supremecourt.gov slash oral underscore arguments slash live. Just Google live Supreme Court oral arguments, and it'll take you here. Um, today, let's see, you can hear arguments for Sackett v. Environmental Protection Agency, a case in which the court will clarify the proper test for determining whether wetlands are waters of the United States under the Clean Water Act, which has implications that are large for environmental issues, because if wetlands fall under waters, in the Clean Water Act, then they're protected under the Clean Water Act. But if they don't, then they're not. You know what I mean? And then, so that's the first oral argument. That's an hour. And then there's an hour for oral arguments for combined cases, Delaware v. Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, and Arkansas v. Delaware. So we got states suing each other. And this uh, case, these cases hinge on whether the court or the court is going to decide which state 
is entitled to unclaimed or uncashed checks issued by MoneyGram payment systems. Who gets them? I don't know. Who? I don't know. I haven't looked into that one. I don't know if that'll be fascinating or boring. But the first one is pretty con consequential on like an environmental level. And I'm sure there are legal scholars out here that will say, obviously, the second one is also consequential. I just don't know why. And that's that on the on the Supreme Court for today. Let me uh, let me check out your your questions and, and comments and, and whatnot here. Thank you so much for the super sticker. It's very appreciated. Okay, good to know. Oye also has a podcast so you can listen to the oral arguments. Thank you. The entire Supreme Court is going to be like, let's blow up every single precedent. Yeah. I read an interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg right before Trump was elected where she was saying like, if he is elected, and that's four years for the general public, but for the courts, I hate to even think of what that would turn into. The worst nightmare of Ruth Bader Ginsburg has become a reality. Supreme Court Part 2. Can't imagine the sequel will be better than the first. How aren't there cases against legacy admissions? Because it's not race-based. It's money-based. And we as a country are fine with people getting, getting favor for their money. Let's see, looking at all of your comments. Thank you for a lively chat. Water is wet. Water is wet. I'm, I'm not sure what the Clean Water Act, how exactly they define water, but I imagine there are questionable provisions of it, which is why it's at the Supreme Court. Second live stream, thanks for being here. Oral, we love to laugh at inappropriate things. I'm here for it. I will never hate on a fart joke. All right. That's right. Christian beliefs being the only ones that count, apparently. That increasingly seems to be the case. Seems to be the case. All right. We're moving on from Supreme Court. We're moving on. Let's see. What's this? Oh, this is the cases for argument today. Sackett v. EPA, Delaware versus Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arkansas v. Delaware consolidated for a one-hour argument just wanted to show this to you this is what this is what the, the schedule looks like if you go to the supreme court website all right moving on more details have come out about the martha's vineyard migrant flights turns out it was a uh, pretty secretive 
A reminder that it was paid for by Florida state funds, earmarked for immigration purposes, approved of by Ronald DeSantis. But apparently it was done by recruiting Venezuelan migrants on the streets of San Antonio, Texas, which is not in Florida, in case you're confused. Apparently without the knowledge of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And then they were flown to Martha's Vineyard via a charter plane company with political ties to whomst? Who was that? Oh, yeah, Ronald. Ronald DeSantis. This company is called Vertol Systems, this charter flight company, Vertol Systems. And they were paid $615,000 on September 8th for what was called Project One. And then two weeks later, they were paid another $950,000 for Projects Two and Three, though we don't know what those projects are. Vertol has political ties to DeSantis in this way. It was once represented by Matt Gates, Like, he's a lawyer. He represented them in court in the past. He is now a Congress member and close ally of DeSantis. And they were also once represented in court by attorney Larry Keefe, who is now serving as DeSantis' head of public safety. So as far as I've read, at least, it's not like he's got, like, financial ties to this company. But it is interesting. It's an interesting point. Okay, And investigators believe that on top of all that, the woman who did the recruiting of the migrants was someone with a military counterintelligence background who was sent to Texas from Tampa, Florida, in order to do the recruiting. Her name is Perla Huerta. She has two decades of military experience and now apparently lives in Tampa and does this with her free time. They even went so far as to print fake brochures saying Massachusetts welcomes you, including a picture of an outdated state flag of Massachusetts and promising up to eight months of cash cash assistance for the migrants who boarded that plane to go to Massachusetts. Like they made it seem like they were wanted and there was a full program of support that would be there for them when they arrived. Like if this stuff is true, they are going to have a hard time arguing against fraud allegations because this is blatant. They printed off fake brochures to lure these migrants onto these planes and drop them in Martha's Vineyard. This article goes on to describe how they were dropped in Martha's Vineyard at this community center. They were told this community center is expecting you. The planes arrived, the buses pulled up, waiting for them. They got in the buses, the buses drove them to this migrant center, or not migrant center, this uh, community center. They were told, they are waiting for you. Get off the bus, just go knock on the door. They'll know what to do. And then the buses sped off, and 45 migrants were in the parking lot of this community center. They went and knocked on the door, and this woman answered being like, uh, hi. And then from there, you know, Chaos ensued. What the fuck? What is wrong with people? This is so fucking maddening. They were tricked. They were tricked using state funds. Supported by a governor. An elected official. 
Hello? Jesus Christ. So fucked up. Unbelievable. Yeah, how can people do that to another human being? Doubt there will be any consequences. We'll see. There's a criminal investigation unfolding in San Antonio and in Florida. They're calling for investigations as to um, his use of these state funds for this, a mis misappropriation of state funds, basically, because the funds were earmarked for immigration issues within the state of Florida, but that were then used to hire a private plane to fly migrants from Texas. Apparently the issue being that they didn't have the influx of immigrants that they were anticipating they would have in Florida. So I guess DeSantis was like, I got all this extra cash. Let's do a secret mission in Texas with it. So can they impeach? I don't know. I don't know how the, how that process works in Florida. Can an elected official be removed? You would think it, it might need like a recall situation who's to say and that i think would require the people of florida to be up in arms about this and something tells me that they're not as mad as the rest of us though i gotta be i gotta wonder whether his constituents who were big desantis believers i gotta wonder that there weren't some of them that saw this and were like this is too far this is fucked up because you'd think he has a lot of support within the good Christian community. And I know a lot of times the good Christian community does not live up to its name. But I think there are some people who are Republicans, who vote Republican, who genuinely believe themselves to be good Christian people. And are just kind of willfully ignorant to the like underlying impacts of Republican agenda on the less fortunate, we'll call them. But this is so blatant. That even if you don't have the critical thinking skills necessary to draw the line from tax cuts to less help for poor people, for example, you can see very clearly that human beings are being used as political pawns. And I got to believe that there are at least some DeSantis supporters who saw that and were like, you know what? That goes against my morals. That goes against my morals. So, yeah, but he is also a potential, like, future presidential candidate, too. So I don't know. This might blow over. Nothing will come from it. People will forget it, and then we'll move on. Yeah, a lot of Florida's busy with hurricane cleanup. That's a big distraction. That's a big distraction. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably still vote along party lines, even if they do have an issue with it. So, yeah, bleak, bleak. You hate to see it. In other bleak news, let's move over to Climate Corner. Hmm. So there are these gas pipelines called the Nord Stream pipelines that run under the Baltic Sea between Russia and Europe. In the last week, four different ruptures have been detected in the lines, leading to gas bubbling up from the sea floor and exploding into the atmosphere. The UN is now saying this is likely the biggest single release of climate-damaging methane ever recorded. Methane is a shorter-lived 
pollutant in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide, but it has way bigger warming effects, even if they're shorter term. You know what I mean? No one knows what caused these leaks, but both Russia and the EU are like blaming each other or blaming saboteurs, as this article said. We don't know how this happened, but it's bad. We know that much. We know that much. Another, another thing. Just add it. Just add it to the list. Add it to the list. That's all I got. That's all I got on that. That's all I got on that. Those are the three, those are the three things, man. The SCOTUS, Supreme Court, the Martha's Vineyard, the Climate Corner. Things, things be feeling apocalyptic indeed. Still without power in Southwest Florida. Uh, I assume Puerto Rico is also still without power. That's right. Delicious. Forbidden hot tub. Forbidden hot tub. All right, and uh, let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, where are we? Consumption Corner. Consumption Corner. Let me, hold on. Let me remove this. Consumption Corner, I got a little a little show and tell for you. A little show and tell. We got some, we got some sound, even, with this one. It's a tweet. It's a tweet. Um... Trigger warning, (laughs) a large group of angry white men. But it's not about what you think. All right. Apparently, some fishing tournament went south when it was discovered that the winners had put weights inside of the fish to make them heavier so that they won a $30,000 prize. We're not going to watch this whole thing. I just thought this was, I don't know. It's wild to see white men get mad about stuff like this. Here you go. Call the cops. Everybody listen to me right now. Jake, I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. Watch this. Watch what he finds in there. Anyway, it just goes on like that for another minute. I'm going to stop sharing because it's, it's a gross image to see a bunch of dead fish there. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is theft. Call the cops. Sir, it's fraud. If it's anything, it's fraud. No, no. you're Learn your laws. Yeah. 
just a, a lot of toxic masculinity all in all in one spot. Yeah, this ignited my flight or fight. That's why I gave a little content warning. There's nothing, there's a few things I hate more than uh, when men yell in any situation. So groups of them. <laughs> it's giving drag race untucked. <laughs> Oh, God, that really gives me a good short all. Oh. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, to have the luxury of the rage of a mediocre white man at a fishing tourney. Call the cops. It's just theft. Oh, gosh. You know, their fish are too heavy. It's so hard. It's hard for them. It's hard for them. <laughs> That's all I had for you. <laughs> for <laughs> Consumption Corner just really... What a sight to behold. What a sight indeed. Um, <laughs> call the cops. Call the cops. Okay. That's literally, that's all I have. I mean, I'm trying to think of like other consumption corner news in personal news let's see uh i've been doing a reverse elimination diet Ooh, it's been rough but it's due to my um i'm just swimming in hormones over here i'm just swimming and oh my god high testosterone high estrogen high cortisol my body's fucked i'm exhausted all the time i uh yeah so I've been diagnosed potentially with PCOS. And so we're doing reverse elimination diet to see if I have food sensitivities and to kill off all the bad bacteria in my gut microbiome, which is leading to increased anxiety and depression and increased cortisol levels. Basically, my body's a mess. If you want behind the scenes footage of that, I'm sharing it most days over on Instagram. Updates. Today is the last day of vegetable week, though. I fucking made it. I've been eating nonstop vegetables for seven days, and now I get to start tomorrow with proteins and fats. We got chickens. We got avocados. We got turkeys. All on the menu. Absolutely thrilling. Moira has been joining in in that I have been uh, giving her a couple things here and there to try that she's never tried before. Yesterday, she had raw zucchini for the first time. She was tentative about it. I think she's used to her meat-flavored treats, so it was less thrilling. Today she got a plain-cooked carrot. Also tentative about it. Not, not thrilled. Same. Same, girl. I had a big bowl of steamed carrots for breakfast this morning. That's right. Been eating nothing but veggies for a week, and I yet and yet I still have not gone fisher fisherman angry on anyone. 
Uh, nope, no fried chicken, no avocado. We, we're not doing grains yet. We're not doing carbs and grains. Carbs and grains is week three, and even then, gluten's not on the table yet because that's a big boy. That's a big boy. We're waiting on it. Moira content is the best content. You get more of that over on my Instagram, okay? Instagram. Let's see. There's my handle at Legion Miller. Very easy. Very easy. All right. <laughs> I'm white man fishing mad. I'm at, I'm at white man, white man, white man fishing levels. All right. It's nine o'clock. It's 9.02. Fisherman angry. It's 9.02. We have to, we have to get to work. I got stuff to do, you guys. It's Monday. I don't want to. I don't want to, but it's time. Okay? You can do it. I can do it. We're going to do it together separately. And we're going to get it done. And it's going to be fine. And then we're going to move on with our lives. We're going to have a nice afternoon. I started acupuncture last week. I am going to see my acupuncturist this afternoon. It's amazing. It's like the most gentle form of medicine you can do. He's prescribed me things like dark chocolate walks and finding more joy in my life. He wants me to stand more and move more because apparently the entire backside of my body is just one entire tight knot. Love that for me. Um, so if you are able, highly recommend an acupuncturist moment if you can. Thank you for the super chats on Twitter that Judge Cannon told Trump's team they don't have to comply with the special master's ask to confirm declassification and inventory. Interesting. I did not see that. I've been out for a couple days. I feel like I miss stuff when I'm not reading the news every single day. Uh, the background is that the special master told them that he had to like make a list, that, or that Trump's team had to make a list of everything they claimed to be declassified and everything they claimed to be, you know, privileged and apparently according to this to jen quinn thank you for the super chat the judge cannon the trump appointed judge in charge of the special master was like nah you don't have to do that we'll just take you at your word you don't got to prove anything you hate to see it you think they'll pull can't probably not that would be they don't do that much with judges they don't do that much all right. That's enough. It's 9.05. I got shit to do. I hope you guys have a lovely Monday. I'll be back tomorrow morning live again. We're going to talk all about the case that they're arguing tomorrow. Merrill v. Milligan over at the Supreme Court and other news headlines at 8.30 a.m. as per usual central time. I will see you there. And I hope you have a lovely day. Don't forget to like this live stream. And if you're able to support via buying merch, becoming a member on YouTube, or joining the Patreon, that would be greatly appreciated as well. We got Leader's Book Club over at the Patreon. We just started discussing this quarter's book, which is The Cult of the Constitution by Marianne Franks. All right. See you guys later. Have a lovely Monday. See you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.